Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is Season 3, Episode 3, Humans, Aliens, Gods, and Ghosts. So this is a huge topic. I already did the intro, and we're going to cover human beings and our and our eternal spirit, all right? What happens to our spirit when we die? So the first thing to clarify here is what does the Bible say? Listen, don't take my word for it. Look up the Bible verses yourselves. That's why I do the book chapter and verse. If I quote a verse wrong, then email me at angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com, or if I take it out of context... And, or you can comment wherever you found this podcast, but I, I want you to be like a Berean in Acts 17, 11, how the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica and that they searched the scriptures daily to see if what Paul was telling them was true. I'm no Paul, so you shouldn't trust me. Read the Bible verses yourself, right? And where the scripture is very clear, I will read the verse and I will state the facts. It should be indisputable. You know, if Jesus said something, then when I say Jesus said this, it should be something you cannot dispute. Okay. Those are facts, but where the scripture is silent or unclear, I will read the verse that I get my opinion from, and I will tell you it's my opinion. So for instance, in Exodus, Moses went up into the mountain. He got the 10 commandments from God and he came down and he gave them to the people, the Jews, right? If my opinion is that this was a long, treacherous journey, it's a steep mountain, you know, we've looked at it in uh, archaeology or, or history, and we know that it probably took them four and a half hours to get down the mountain. That's my opinion. The Bible doesn't say that. Your opinion could be that God teleported him and God's like, I'm done. Boom. Now you're down. And it only took half a second. That doesn't matter. Those are our opinions. As long as we do not teach that the Bible says our opinion, then it's okay to have a differing opinion from another believer. All right. So let's get into this topic on humans. Human beings have a soul. We have a spirit. I'm talking about the spirit part, the, the part that lives on into eternity. Okay. That spirit, when we die, goes into an afterlife. Our body will decompose here on earth, but we have a totally different concept of that now with Jesus Christ coming and explaining things and seeing the gospels and then the epistles from his apostles and, and uh, Paul. And we know a lot more than the people in the Old Testament did. So their concept of death was a general concept of just going to your forefathers. They, they did not know specifics about heaven and hell. Second Samuel seven twelve says, and when thy days be fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels and I will establish his kingdom. King David wrote about this. Uh, the term for the afterlife was Sheol in the new Testament. That term is Hades. Now the problem is the English language is not very specific and we just wrap everything up in the word hell. So a lot of times in the English Bibles, you'll see the word hell and it doesn't actually mean hell. It just means the place of the dead or the world of the dead in general. So for instance, Psalm 1610, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. That word hell is the general place for both the righteous and the unrighteous. There's clearly in that verse, an understanding of suffering versus reward, but no idea of what that place is like. Now, there's other places, and I'll, I'll rattle off some scripture verses, so you might want to go back and write these down, but Genesis 37, 35, 
Job 14, 13. Psalm 6, verse 5. Psalm 16, 10. Psalm 88, 3. Isaiah 38, 10. The different terms for this place where we go when we die in the Old Testament is sometimes translated into the English as the grave or sleeping with your fathers or death or hell. Now, how we know that they viewed it as two different experiences for the righteous versus the unrighteous is how they talked about the righteous people, like Psalm 17, 15, how you'll see the face of God. It was a place of loving kindness with God Almighty there. Or Psalm 27, 4, where you'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever, a joyous, joyous place. So Old Testament believers knew that you don't get to come back as a ghost. And, and that's kind of my point there. Job 7, 9, and 10. As the cloud is consumed and vanished away, so he that goes down to the grave shall come up no more. He shall return no more to his house, neither shall his place know him anymore. You don't get to come back and haunt the place that you died. You don't get to go back to your house and comfort your family. You are gone when you go down to the grave. Now, that's the Old Testament. Then we have Jesus came along and he revealed a whole lot more to people when he spoke to them. Luke 16 is the big one that talks about this. A place called Abraham's bosom where he describes hell and the place that good people went. So starting in verse 19, Luke 16, 19, there was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs, which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried and in hell, he lifted up his eyes and that's Hades being in torments and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Now, right there, you know, everyone at that time when Jesus was talking firmly knew that Abraham was a righteous man that was in heaven. So here you have the rich man in hell being able to see Abraham and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And beside all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. So he's saying, you people in hell can't come over here to Abraham's bosom and the people in Abraham's bosom can't go to you. Keep in mind that great gulf fixed. I'll talk about that later. Verse 27. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, they have Moses and the prophets, the writings of the Old Testament. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. So if a ghost came back and talked to you, right? Verse 31, And he said unto them, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. So this is from Jesus' words himself. This is what we know. These are the facts. 
There was a place of torment called hell or Hades in the Greek, a place of rest called Abraham's bosom where they could see each other. There was a great chasm between them. And in that time, God did not allow the dead to come back to the living. Now, here's my opinion. We have a God that never changes. My opinion is God never allowed it, except in one case, very specific exception for King Saul, where Samuel came back and prophesied to him how his life was going to end. That would be the exception to the rule. My opinion is that God had a rule that Jesus described here that the dead can't go back to the living. My opinion on that means that ghosts are not human souls in any way. If, if you have a smell or a particular sensation or a touch or a phrase that you hear once in a while from a long dead relative that is comforting to you, I'm not saying that that didn't happen to you. I'm saying that I do not believe that that is your dead relative. Now, that only leaves two options in the Bible. Maybe good messengers, angels sent by God to comfort you. Maybe even at the request of your dead relative. You know, well, if you can't send someone back from the dead, can you send an angel to remind them of me? You know, something like that, maybe. And that's awful comforting. That's pretty good. And keep in mind that God's angels will always point us to God. So if you give God thanks for something like that, then it's quite possible it's one of God's angels. The other option is maybe they're demons. Maybe they're bad angels sent by Satan to misguide you about the afterlife to make you think about soul sleep or about ghosts or about maybe there's not a judgment. Maybe you get to fix yourself after you're already dead before you go to heaven. Like there's all kinds of ideas out there and maybe that is a demon coming to misguide you about the afterlife. Just test the spirits. You've got to understand that. I'm not telling you what it is. I'm telling you what it's not. In my opinion, based on what Jesus said, based on the Old Testament, this is not a human being coming back to give you a message because God doesn't allow it. Again, my opinion. All right. God can do whatever he wants. But we don't find those instances in scripture. So one thing we do know about this is that Jesus actually went and revealed himself to those in Abraham's bosom. And the reason he had to do that is because Jesus is the only way. Old Testament believers did not know Jesus Christ before they died. They, they believed in God. They trusted that God would send a Messiah. But John 14, 6 says no one can come to God except by Jesus Christ. Acts 4, 10 through 12 says there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So how do Old Testament believers get to believe in the name of Jesus Christ if they never heard the name of Jesus Christ, right? The Bible teaches that at his death on the cross, Jesus went for those three days and preached to the people in Abraham's bosom. So Matthew 12, 40, Jesus says that he is going into the heart of the earth for three days and nights. First Peter 3, 18 and 19, Jesus went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Ephesians 4, verse 8, 9, and 10 says he led captivity captive. He descended first into the lower parts of the earth. 1 Peter 4, 6 says, Jesus preached the gospel unto them that are dead. How do you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to dead people? Well, if they're already saved and believers in God and they're in Abraham's bosom, it's possible. And Acts 2, 31, he spoke that he would not leave his soul in hell. 
which indicates that when he died, his soul went to Hades, hell, which is just the afterlife. It doesn't actually mean the burning hell that we think of. And at his resurrection, he brought those people to heaven. And many of them he let walk on the earth for a while, maybe during the 40 days that before he went back to heaven. If you look at Matthew 27, 52 and 53, and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now, that's all well and good, but what do we do now? Because that was Abraham's bosom in the Old Testament and during Jesus' time. But what about the New Testament? What about now during this time period? What happens to us? Well, now, if we look at the New Testament to see what happens to us when we die, it's actually pretty clear. Uh, Found in Acts 7, you look at the stoning of Stephen. He saw the throne of God, and that is where his spirit went when he died, because he saw Jesus Christ on the right hand of the throne of God. And then he went there. His spirit went there when they killed him. And then Hebrews 9, 27, it it tells us that it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. There's no in-between. There's no you get to roam here on the earth. Jesus talked about it in Matthew 25. You'll have to read that. I think it's the end of that chapter. Uh, Then again, in 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 10, it says, Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. You see, hell is still real, but it's not the lake of fire yet. That doesn't come till the end. So right now, when we die, Abraham's bosom is empty. We, as believers in Christ, immediately face the judgment and we go to where Jesus Christ is. So my argument is heaven, right? And if you read Revelation, there's lots in there about that. And when we come back to the earth during his thousand year reign and so on. But those who are judged and found not written in the book of life, they go down there to that sheol, that place, which is apparently somewhere in the middle of the earth. And has a great chasm between that place and what used to be Abraham's bosom. But Abraham's bosom is now empty because those people are in heaven. They went back with Jesus. So my opinion about this great chasm between the two places is that it's the bottomless pit called Tartarus in Jude 1.6 and 2 Peter 2.4 where God Almighty has chained the demons that left their first estate from Genesis chapter 6. It may be even the same bottomless pit that is open in Revelation 9 to release the horde of demons that come out and torment men for, I think it's five months. Then at the very end of everything, this place of hell is cast into the lake of fire. So check this out, Revelation 20, 13 and 14. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. This hell, this Sheol, across the great chasm somewhere in the earth, is where people go who don't believe in Jesus Christ. And they are held there until the end, when they are brought out of this hell and judged. Then that hell is cast into the lake of fire. Verse 14, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. 
wrath, which is the hell that modern Christianity talks about, the burning lake of fire that goes on for all eternity. My conclusion to all of this is this. Humans still die as always, but their spirit will live on as it always has. In the past, human spirits went to hell or Abraham's bosom. No believer at the time believed that ghosts got to walk the earth or that human beings got to walk the earth as ghosts. It just, it, it wasn't a thing. Okay. So when you see ghosts, when we talk about ghosts, the Bible does not support that those are human spirits. Now in the present time, human spirits go to this hell that we talked about or to heaven to be with Jesus. Only one human spirit is recorded in the Bible to have ever returned to interact with humans and that was Samuel because he had a special message from God about the death of King Saul. So there you go. That's the Bible facts. And then some of my opinions scattered in there. So I would caution anybody who has a discussion about human souls roaming the earth or unfinished business or ghosts that you test those spirits. I do not think I do not believe, and I do not believe that scripture supports it, that human beings get to roam the earth after they're dead. Test the spirits. Read your Bible. Check those Bible verses that I've given you and quoted to you. Please, if you have any insight on that, or you think that there's something else that shows human beings might go somewhere else other than hell or heaven, I would like to hear that. Um, please quote a scripture verse. Give me your understanding of it and and just in good faith understand that we can have differences on these beliefs as long as we do not contradict scripture so i look forward to uh, bringing up uh, more scripture about ghosts because believe it or not there are three scriptures in the bible that talk about it and uh, until next time may god bless you